Welcome to Asia Rising, a podcast from Latrobe Asia, where we discuss news, views, and general happenings of Asian states and societies. I'm your host, Matt Smith. The Mausoleum of Emperor Qin is the national treasure of China's and is known throughout the world for the army of terracotta warriors that guard his final resting place. The army of terracotta warriors is vast, and we are still discovering how they are made and how best to preserve them. To find out more, I spoke to the senior archaeologist of Emperor Qin Shi Huang's Mausoleum Site Museum, Dr. Janice Li, while standing in front of the impressive pit of warriors in Xi'an, China. Here you can see the old Tarakan army, so that's all facing to the east. And then three rows, there's what we call um, the front army, you know, the three rows they with the crossbows and they release arrows to the enemies in a battle. So they have 11 corridors, we call 11 corridors, and each corridor have a four line of soldiers. Yeah. Interestingly, the front part, so they all, we call robed, target warriors, no armors. So at the back, you can see the armors or at the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah those, so those ones up armors, there. Yeah, in the battlefield. So the front rows just release the arrows to the enemy, mm. and then they remove to the back. And then the armored warriors will fight with the enemy. So that's called close combat. So that's, yeah, very close. So that's with armors. So that's the front part. Probably they have a shield. And then they uh, just release arrows there. Beyond that line of warriors, is that yet to be excavated? You can see that because there are only 1,087 Tarakan warriors were standing here because they restored it in 1970s. Mm. And we can see at the back and the old pieces of Tarakan warriors. So they were excavated after that, but we didn't piece them together. The first of all, we like to show the visitors to see when these Tarakan warriors originally excavated. Mm. So they were all broken into pieces. So the, the original uh, situation when they were discovered. And secondly, we like to leave these to wait a time of technology because now we use called resin to piece them together but resin this is sticky uh, agents they have some uh, weakness we look forward to some high technology and can use for restoration you're leaving that for a future generation to come and restore yeah that's very restrained i would want to rush in there and this is why i'm not an archaeologist i yeah. would love to rush in there and find yeah. out what's yeah. there yeah. because it, there could be anything that you haven't found well so we, we did it we did some excavation so yeah. we tried to get some archaeological information from there and then leave there because the every year five, over five million visitors we like to show people what is original Hmm. look like what is original discovered the ongoing archaeology from early stage to restoration and then how these warriors were preserved and how these restored hmm. yeah hmm. all of these terracotta warriors have different facial features to some extent they all look like individuals yeah each one they all uh, have a different facial features so they all quite individual also individual built from my point of view so telling the story about like the target warriors were built with the different kinds of parts you know like different modes and they assembled it together i strongly argue against this idea because from my research target warriors were made individually mm. but they probably built in a small workshop 
Because like a small group of artisans, they build probably small group of Tarakana warriors. Probably they have a similar tasting style, but they still all these warriors with individual facial features. Can you tell me about the research that you're doing with UCL? So it, it sounds that the findings are similar to a group of artisans making the one statue. There's no production line. Can you tell me about the weapons that they had? What you can tell from the scientific studies that you've done on those? My PhD focus on the bronze weapons. I mentioned 1,087 terracotta warriors. We discovered 40,000 bronze weapons, over 40,000 bronze weapons. But these mostly the bronze arrows. Okay. So there's arrows in bundle. So we find over 300 bundle arrows. So each archer has a bundle of arrows in a quiver? Yes. Probably more than that. Mm. And also there's some called loose arrows because like the arrows uh, in uh, crossbow or falling on the ground. Mm. And also we find crossbow triggers, over 200 crossbow triggers. That means over 200 crossbows here. Mm. And then also we find uh, called lenses, sword, spear, mm. halberd, mm. all these other weapons, but other, several hundreds of other weapons. So how these weapons and warriors were produced you know, someone argued because this is flow line, but both from the weapons and target worries, that's not in flow line production. Mm. So they all in what we call small workshop. So they separate in the groups, the artisans, craftsmen, and they all several small group, small workshop and a small group of people, and they produce individual target worries, produce individual weapons. Mm. Also, we, we did that research, metallurgical analysis, you know, lots of laboratory work, and do a large quantity of measurements. We, we use quantitative analysis, and also we do some spatial distribution in the page, and all argues that's a small workshop, and also they uh, organize in a small group of people, transported these worries and also these bronze weapons into the face. The Qin society, Qin empire, how they organize people management, how they manage labors and to work in a big uh, project. It gives me the impression that the people who are making these were even more skilled than we originally thought to be able to do the entire terracotta warrior from start to finish to do the entire weapons. They're not just doing one part of it on an assembly line. So it's, a, it's an amazing level of art and a huge number of people to get this done. For the Tarakata warriors, we find some we call stems or marks at the back of the Tarakata warriors. Also like uh, tool marks and artisan marks. and Yeah, that's artisan's name. Oh, right. Yeah, because some of the artisans, they have uh, seals with them. Yeah. And when they finish the products and they stem on the back of the Tarakata warriors, he had responsibility for the quality control. Yeah. So that's interestingly, so far we find 92 names. But now, you know, we only excavated yeah. one-fifth of the uh, Tarakita Warriors. But these 92, probably they're called Master Porters. Yeah, you have a bunch of people working yeah. for you, but yours is the name that goes on the Terracotta yeah. Warrior. Because probably these people are more skillful artisans or probably my supporters, and he trained uh, many apprentices. They had a responsibility to quality control, and they see the other people's, you know, meet the quality. Yeah, and also we call high status artisans, because these people with the seals, they're all from royal workshop. 
old governmental workshop. Yeah. And also we find some um, on the back of the, some terracotta warriors, they have the marks, they have names just carved on, you know, that's incised, not stamped. Mm. That means these artisans, they didn't have sales with them. So these from local workshop. Yeah, so they probably mark Xianyang, the local name, and the city's name, and then his name followed behind. So that means these are some of the artisans from local workshop, or from probably they just conscribe from local yeah. area yeah. and then work for the project. A, a bit of outsourcing. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly, apart from these inside marks, stamps, and also we find some numbers. They're just only numbers. Originally, we thought these numbers are just for counting purpose. For example, five. So finally, we realized these five represent one of the artisans. Because this artisan probably cannot write, and probably only can write five or some them simple numbers. And that's the, his products. And also the meat to quality. Yeah. 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 Uh, so like assigning your name with an X. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Us, like yes. initials. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I understand as well that uh, what we see before us isn't what was put into the pit. So they would have had weapons, but they would have been painted as well. That is a fascinating part. Because now we see all these tires the warriors all in the grey colour. But actually originally when they were built in the Qin Dynasty, so they were all painted in the bright colour. We talk about the procedures because when the terracotta warriors were produced and then they put in the shade to dry yes. and then they put in the kiln and then after that, after fire, put a layer of lacquer and then after that they paint all these bright colors. So red, pink, a white, blue, yellow and also green. So the color quite a big contrast, like a top is red rope and the way the green robes with the green trousers. Yeah. So that's a big contrast. So we can imagine like in the Qin Dynasty when these terracotta army were originally built, you can see the colorful terracotta army here mm. were buried. Mm. But after two thousand years these pits were collapsed and the terracotta warrior broken into pieces and some of the colours stick to the soil. You know, after 2,000 years, when we get the target worries, when we lift it up and they some of the pieces, the color already disappeared. Yeah. When we excavate it, we still can see some colors. But because the lacquer after 2,000 years become old, mm. you know, they are sensitive to the moisture and the temperature, quickly shrink and then peeling off mm. from the terracotta body. So the, the color conservation is quite a big challenge for our uh, archaeologists in our conservatory in the museum. And then we work with Germany for 20 years for this color conservation. And then we find use called PG200. That's PG200 that's keep moisture on the surface of the color of the pigment and keep the lacquer and stake on the, on the target body. They call anti-shrink technology. Yeah. So now we have some of the target worries, the colors well preserved, but they were in the laboratory. They need well temperature and moisture control. And there aren't just terracotta warriors, are there? I understand that there's other members of the emperor's entourage that he would have. 
the Muslim of the first emperor, 1.5 kilometers from the Tarakan army. Tarakan army is the only small part of his Muslim complex. So they have a big, big complex, big area for this Muslim, and it's covering about 56 square kilometers. So very huge. Area and in this area, so far archaeological survey and excavations, we found nearly 600 pits and tombs surrounding the the mausoleum. Apart from these terracotta warriors, we find called terracotta acrobats. You know the performers, and that's quite close to the Muslim. And also, we find the court character officials. But from my point of view, probably that's kind of stable, you know, because with horses and with people looking after the horses. And also, we find called bronze birds. Yeah, bronze birds with terracotta musicians. Yeah, but、uh, they call Tarakana musicians. Probably from my point of view, they call Tarakana bird keeper. <laughs> I think they task or their function that's looking after of different kinds of birds. Two professions. <laughs> It's amazing that Emperor Qin had that amount of detail in his burial. Not just soldiers, not just warriors, but also birds and stables and and bird keepers and acrobats and officials. All of those had to accompany him. Yeah, in Chinese we call serving the dead, just as、uh, serving the living,、mm. particularly for the first emperor. When he、uh, became the emperor, and uh, he uh, started to searching the called elixir for him to become immortal, and at the same time he had his Muslim constructed, so he freed of death, and at the same time he also think he can go to afterlife. After he died,、mm. so and they built very big mausoleum with all his、uh, officials, servants, army, and also other entertainments all go with him.、Mm. Yeah, to the underground that we call underground empire, and with all these servants, army, officials, so he continued living in the afterlife. Am I correct in when I say that you know where the emperor is? But you haven't excavated that yet. Yes. So we know the mausoleum of the first emperor. So it was recorded in the historical documents. Yeah, and also this big tomb mound there, originally 115 meters high. So this we know that the emperor buried there. We haven't excavated. The main reason is for conservation. Because we find large quantity of the terracotta warriors and other objects and other burials surrounding the mausoleum. For example, the terracotta warriors were excavated, and the pigment conservation, the color conservation, is a big challenge. It took 20 years for us to do research to find some techniques to well preserve the terracotta warriors. And for the mausoleum itself, it should have lots of treasures. And then, so the conservation is big challenge.、Yeah. We need to respect our ancestors. So probably it's better not touch the Muslim.、Uh, so just leave it in situ. First for the preservation. Second for the respect to ancestors.、Yeah. So I don't think this generation or next generation we can touch the Muslim. <laughs> That's an amazing amount of restraint. Some do archaeological survey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably looking forward some new technology, so we can see through the tomb mound and to see what buried beneath. That would be great. That's Dr. Janice Lee, senior archaeologist of Emperor Qin Shi Huang's Mausoleum Site Museum, 
and you have been listening to Asia Rising. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your local friendly neighbourhood podcatching service. Please leave us a review. They help spread the word and let us know that there's somebody out there listening. You can follow Latrobe Asia on Twitter. We are at Latrobe Asia. That's it today for the podcast. So until next time, I'm Matt Smith, and thanks for listening.